Best episode of Cancel Shweezy, uh, the show uh, where we uh, take these kinds of things with a little sense of poise and rationality. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, checking out the show today. Uh, some of you want to be enlightened, and that's why you've come to the show, Cancel Shweezy, hosted by me, the Foreplay King, who's also goes by Shweezy. Itch, his name is in the title of the show, folks. You, you know you know what the fuck's going on here. Welcome to the show today. We've got a lot of great topics. Uh, not Probably not great to anyone. Probably not even me. Actually, I guess they're kind of great to me. Anyways, though, I'm here to enlighten you. I'm here to uh, help you handle these kinds of things with you know a little bit of sense of poison and rationality. Uh, that's what I'm here for. This is the type of guy you're getting. And uh, yeah, go check that shit out. Um, just some updates uh i uh have an ep if you didn't know called ride or die out now uh it's been out for over a month almost two months around like valentine's day it'll be two months ride or die uh ride or die bitch so out now on any streaming platform i don't know most people do spotify i do spotify some people do apple music it's on there too and there's people who do the other ones it's on there I don't know if it's worth it to be on there, but it's on there, and uh, you definitely need to check it out, folks. Uh, great songs, some songs I believe are uh, some of my best work, and if it's my best work, then you'll like it. But, you know, you can always like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we do have a show on video now, so you can go check us out on the YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button there. You can leave a like and a comment on the YouTube page. And, uh, you know, you can also, like, leave a like and a comment um, basically wherever you, you're getting, like, your music and shit like that. Not music, your podcasts or anything. Go check it out. Leave a review. Reviews are very helpful still to the show. Uh, even, um, I don't think you can leave reviews. I, I think you can leave reviews on... Uh, YouTube, but it's different from, uh, normal reviews. So, uh, maintain that, maintain that kind of thing with a little poison rationality as, uh, the goal of today's show. Um, like, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast, especially on YouTube. We're still building up that platform and, uh, that's, that's one great way to support us. Um, we also, I stream video games or on Twitch. I am thinking I'm doing Thursdays at 8 PM central standard time. Now I've been playing Fortnite. I may go back to breath of the wild. I kind of decide the day of what I'm going to play over on Twitch. Uh, right now, yeah, there's not a lot of, like, new games, so, uh, yeah, I'm just been, uh, 
hang around on a Fortnite for a bit. Uh, might go back something else. I mean, we'll see. We haven't I haven't decided yet uh, what I'm going to do video games wise, but it's really fun. Uh, sometimes I get other people on. Sometimes I just call my friends and force them to talk to me. So that's fun. And everyone likes Micah and Josh and. Uh, I think, and I think that's everyone I call. And then uh, DJ, Steve, they come on too sometimes. So it's it's a good time. It's a good time to hang out. Uh, but also, um, most importantly, though, we do have a Patreon page. Uh, the Patreon page is only one tier right now. $5 a month gets you access to ad-free episodes of this show so you don't have to hear me ramble about our great sponsors uh, during the show. You just nonstop schwokeness and that's really cool, and it's, like, the best way to support me directly. Um, also, I forgot with the Twitch page, if you do have an Amazon Prime account, um, with Twitch, how they work, there's two different buttons. Uh, there's a follow button, uh, which is free. Everyone's free. You definitely have to do that if you have a Twitch account. Uh, so do it's free there, but if you want to financially support this show, there's a subscribe button. And the best thing about the subscribe button is that with... If you have an Amazon Prime account, which majority people do, um, you can go on Twitch, uh, combine it to the account, like get them merged together, and then you can press the subscribe button. So basically, uh, typically a normal subscribe is around $5. So when you think about it, when you already have an Amazon Prime account, if you don't use that, basically Jeff Bezos gets an extra $5 a month, and that man has too much money, and that is not very cool of you to be giving Jeff Bezos more money than he already has. So make sure he loses another $5 a month by smashing the subscribe button uh, using your Amazon Prime account. And uh, because you're already paying for the Amazon Prime account, basically not losing any money there. Uh, but no, best thing you can do if you don't want to subscribe on Twitch or Patreon, just like and subscribe. It's the easiest thing you can do on this show. So before we get into our first article, um, for those of you who have been following the show and listening to the opening cover, I have been trying to figure out the song that ends with, with the chorus ending with, that's the way it is for a while now, because I've been singing that during the show, and I didn't know what song it was. I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I obviously knew what the song, knew of the song, because I was singing it, and just like come into my head and out of nowhere, but I couldn't remember title artist of the song. Uh, and so, um, the, instead of someone telling me, I did, um, what every person who's not a boomer can do, uh, and just Googled it. And <laughs> turns out the title of the song, what I've been singing is the title of the song. And I can't believe I couldn't remember a Celine Dion song. Um, but <laughs> yes, I figured out it was so all these questions I've been going on for weeks and weeks about uh, was solved in five seconds of a Google search. So, folks, if you ever have a question about anything um, before you embarrass yourself on your own podcast, uh, Google it. Um, that is, uh, yeah, really the easiest thing you can do there. Just uh, Google. Google has everything for the most part. Uh, if it doesn't, it's like iPod repairs, which is like almost been scrubbed from the internet. Um, but anyways, nevertheless, I'll, I'll persist. So Celine Dion is important for this first article I'm about to get into today, folks. So um, let's go ahead and just, uh, I'll take a look at it. British man who changed name to Celine Dion during Drunken Bender has no plans to change it back. Entertainment Tonight, Canada. 
All right. Um, this looks like an intriguing story. Uh, for those of you who know how I go through the, this news uh, segment, is I just go with the fun titles and uh, with the, the titles because I feel like that's how most people go through the news these days. They just read the title and then just be like, I guess this is real, and they don't even read the article. Um, so that's what I do, and then I read the article on air. And so that's what I'm going to do right now. I am going to read a news article uh, from Entertainment Tonight Canada, ET Canada. A bit of imbibing while watching a Celine Dion concert on YouTube has left Thomas Dodd with a new name for the new year. While watching one of the singer's concerts reporting, uh, reports Birmingham Live, the Staffordshire England man drunkenly thought it would be a great idea to change his name to that of the Canadian... Shantus, why can't you just say singer, E.T. Canada? As a result, he went online in order to have his name legally changed, electronically filing the paperwork, and then paying the fee. He completely forgot about it until a thick envelope arrived containing all the paperwork related to his new legal name, Celine Dion. According to the former... Thomas Dodd, he nearly passed out in my kitchen when he opened the envelope and dimly remembered what he had done. My initial concern was how on earth do I tell the HR department at work that I need to change my email footer, he explained, but looked on the bright side. Now I'm thinking it could be a great way to get backstage at one of the actual Dion's future concerts. He also admitted to you, praying I don't get pulled over by the police for anything. That could get awkward. More annoyingly, I paid for eight extra certifi certificates to prove it, and they are 10 euros each or pounds each, whatever they use in Britain. Uh, he added, I am slightly obsessed with her. I'm not going to lie. Even though he barely remembered doing it, he has no intention of undoing the name change. I'll figure it out, he said. I'm not rushing to change it back, that's for sure. I tried singing Celine on the shower this morning, and I can assure everyone I haven't inherited her voice or bank balance. If this gets to Celine, someone best make sure I have a defibrillator next to me. Dodd then spoke about the whole thing on Mondays. This morning, admitted he'd already had a bit of a diva moment after Paps turned up at his door on New Year's Day. I wasn't looking my best, so I told them that they had to wait half an hour while I had a cup of tea and a shower. Dodd. Dodd also revealed this wasn't the first dramatic thing he'd done over the holidays, explaining how he'd booked an Elsa from Frozen Tribute to turn on my Christmas tree lights on my driveway. So, <laughs> this guy is a fucking legend. And uh, I respect him because I would do, I could easily be doing the same thing. Um, but obviously, as some of you may know, I don't listen to Celine Dion as much as I thought. I like her. I think she's great. But apparently, uh, I respect this guy. And I would just, uh, he's, I would just be like, yeah, this is who I am. It's like, your name is Celine Dion. Yeah, I got drunk once and I filed everything. It's legal. <laughs> ten, like 10, how many certificates does this dude have? No, eight extra certificates to prove it. So he could like legit someone's like Celine Dion this is a fake idea I'm like nope here just check this check that check this like they're just like well, I guess all this fucking checks out at this point so uh yeah I guess I mean I guess you are Celine Dion um but not that Celine Dion 
but nevertheless, it's still pretty fucking funny. Um, I feel like um, this man uh, is probably the closest I will ever have to a long-lost brother or long-lost twin or whatever, you know? Um, Maybe I'm the evil twin and this is the good twin. Maybe that's the case in this situation. Maybe he's the good twin and I'm the bad twin. But uh, as the rest of everything goes, that's the way it is. So, we'll persist. I'm going to drink some wine real quick because I am feeling something. I need to, like the entertainer brain needs to be turning on more. So, uh, wine will help that as scientists have proven in lots of scientific studies See that? That's self-control. I didn't drink the whole glass. Also, not every good why people like fill wine glasses like half full. Like, stop being a fucking coward. Fill it all the way full. Or like, you know, like, enough where it's like, I'm not going to just, it's not like full to the brim, but, you know, don't be stingy. Um, all right. Um, so this is either good news or bad news, depending on, uh, your stance, um, on, uh, human ethics, and uh, beliefs in our justice system. Um, nevertheless, uh, this is from Fox 5 San Diego, uh, owner of the best news. Uh, I got mine. OJ Simpson receives COVID-19 vaccine. Fox 5 San Diego. Um, so for those of you who wanted me to cite my source, uh, OJ Simpson announced on Friday that he received his COVID-19 vaccine. He posted to Twitter saying, get your shot. I got mine. That didn't, that didn't. Oh, he stabbed him. He didn't shoot him. Okay. Along with a photo of himself receiving the vaccine. Just three hours after sharing the photo, the 73-year-old had thousands of responses. Simpson's lawyer, Malcolm P. Laverge, told the New York Post that those 70 years and older are eligible to make an appointment for the vaccine in Las Vegas. There are still dozens of coronavirus vaccines in development around the globe. Some use tried and true technologies, others use novel approaches. The shot were all tested differently, and some were allowed to go into use even before they were rigorously tested. How well they work varies, with preliminary studies results ranging from 50% effective to over 90%. So far, regulators in different countries have allowed use of the half a, a de, half, about a half a dozen mostly under emergency use provisions. A few more are getting close. The ones available now all require two doses, given weeks apart. So, um, I w- was hoping that would be a little bit funnier than it was. Um, it was not funny. Uh, Fox Five San Diego. I come. To if you make a headline that I think is funny, you need to hold up your end of the bargain because technically, yes, he is eligible for the vaccine. But also, can we talk about the vaccine for a second? I'm not an anti-vaxxer, folks. I I've met a lot of women, and that's when you, you know when you meet a stupid woman, you meet a woman, she's like very attractive, and then uh, like you hear her talk, she talks about like vaccines and shit, and then you learn like, oh, that's why you're single. You're fucking stupid. Um, so with the Vaccine, though, like, there's there's a weird thing. I saw something, and uh, I can't quote this, but... Um, so, Moderna and Pfizer are the ones with the working vaccine. Technically, are the only ones with the working vaccine approved by the FDA. So, uh, uh, the only ones with vaccines not made out of some uh, meth head's kitchen. Um, and so, uh, wouldn't it make sense... I mean, I obviously understand the business point. 
but also I also don't think medication and vaccine should be a for-profit industry. So wouldn't it make sense to, cause there's a lot of generic brands out there that could be making generic versions of this. Wouldn't that make more sense? Uh, because you gotta admit people who own like Pfizer and shit, like they could take a little bit of a hit that way because they, it's kind of like one of those things where I see if they let, um, just what the hell, uh, you know, the generic companies uh, get the vaccine kind of made and get going. Um, obviously, they take a little bit of a cut from that. But at the same time, though, it's kind of like buying something that's really expensive. It's like me buying like a really nice coffee grinder and like like a French press or uh, I don't have uh, what the hell is the, uh, you know, like a hand thing. I cannot fucking remember the name. Someone's going to be uh, on my ass about this. Um, what the hell? Um like the hand pour system, the one that's really popular. Fuck, I'm just going to Google it. Because I have a Bodum version of one. I cannot remember this. I cannot believe. I, no, I cannot believe. Um, what's the big popular one? What the hell? Okay, so I'm going to look it up. Um, Chemex. A Chemex. Okay, folks. Calm your tits. I remember it. I remember. Some of you were like, it's a fucking Chemex. It's a fucking Chemex. I listen to podcasts too. Calm your fucking tits. <laughs> okay. I know when people are thinking of something. Oh, honestly, here's a, here's a horrible story. Um, so I was, I had, I took a, when I was in high school, I was in like a math class, but it was one of those like classes, like you had no friends in the class. And so like, it's just kind of, so it's like, you know, quiet time. Like you just sat by yourself, just kind of like off in space or whatever. Um, but then there was like a bunch of, I guess, tech, technically the popular kids, um, and they started bullying this nerd. Um, he didn't shower, so he had it coming. So I'm not like defending him or anything. But uh, one time, like they were just bullying this kid, I guess about some. And then they like somehow Harry Potter is like, oh, would you put your owl? Like, and then they were like trying to guess the name of Harry's owl from Harry Potter. And I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so I know all this shit. And so they kept trying to guess it and trying to guess it. And it was annoying me so much. I was like, it's Hedwig. Okay, it's Hedwig. And they're like, thanks. And then they went back to bullying this kid. I'm like, ah, that's probably not a good. But now I get to tell that story on a podcast. So, yeah. And uh, how did this conversation start? Oh, yeah. O.J. Simpson getting vaccinated before me. Um. But also, I have the means to not be around anyone. Um, sometimes because I don't want to be around them. Uh, other times, it's because I live alone. And that's pretty great. Um, and that's, uh, that's what we can do. Okay. We're going to move on to the next article. Um, just looking at the title here, um, we're going to be in for a doozy. Folks, um, I'm going to read the article before I get another uh, chug of, I'm going to say chug, of wine, some boxed wine, Boda Box. If, is anyone, if anyone can represent like a uh, wine, beer, or uh, like seltzer line, I will gladly drink that on the show. Like I will... I will obviously probably like it because like most of that shit, it's probably like, but I will like keep all my casings. Like this is only for cancel sweetly and not other times. So if you're one of those people, hit me up. Um, the showcast at gmail.com might have a new email address soon, but it'll still be forwarded to the new one. Um, and then there's also, um, you can just hit me up on Instagram at the Shweezy or 
Facebook. You can hit me up anywhere, honestly. All right, but no, this one's going to – I am i don't think I'm going to make it through this one, folks. I, I don't have any hope in making it through this next article. Uh, local man so, – I'm starting over. Let me just say it's from Philadelphia Magazine, the, the great Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, local trans man identity stolen in prosthetic penis scan. Philadelphia Magazine. Okay, let's get let's get, I mean, let's let me read it. Okay, when Philadelphia artist Jaden Remy joined the private Facebook group "All Trans Men Know Each Other," he expected to find support and allies in the 1,000 plus members. He never expected that his identity and pictures would be stolen in an elaborate scam to sell prosthetic penises to other transgender men in the online group. This isn't the first time this has happened, says Remy. Younger, oftentimes naive members of trans communities are often targeted for these types of scams. In this case, two fake Facebook users, Jesse Sexton and Skylar Jace Collins, used Remy's picture in an attempt to sell discounted free-to-m prosthetics, a penis prosthetic, to unsuspecting trans men in the group. The scammers posted a status update posing as Remy that included photos of the prosthetic penis in question. You can see the NS not safe for work image here. Um, I have that, but I am actually, I'm going to look at it. Um, I probably cannot show it on the show, but uh, can I go to this link? Send a different. Oh, no, I'm not going to look at it, folks. I've seen some weird shit. I think. I'm not going to be surprised with that. The update read, it's going to change the world. This is an amazing product every trans man needs to own. Message me for details. Whenever I see someone put message me for details, I'm like, that sounds like a chore. Like when I see someone's like, hey, post, uh, hey, d- message me for rates. I'm like, can't you just post your fucking rates there? I know like at w- some point you want to raise the rates. But you can just say at the future time, like, yeah, I raised my rates. So... Uh, when Remy reported the fraudulent activity to the Facebook group administration, he was banned and blocked from the group. The admin of the all trans men know each other group refused to remove the fraudulent person and interrogated me like I was the bad guy, said Remy. I've been banned despite other group members telling the administrator that my photo and identity were stolen. Several members of the group fell victim to the scam, sending money via Western Union for what they thought were bargain prosthetics. Um, Female to Male magazine, a publication that had has featured Remy in previous issues, contacted the company owner of the real free-to-m prosthetics, Dominic Attilano, about the scam. He issued the following statement. <clears throat> I created my company to guys like us can have a chance at having a great prosthetic. It saddens me that someone would try to use free to end prosthetics to scam innocent trans men. I hope it doesn't affect anyone from working with us in the future. You are all important to me and to free Tom prosthetics, and I will personally make sure that anyone who makes a purchase with us is treated with the respect they deserve. So far as Remy is concerned, he wants to make sure that no other individuals fall victim of the scam. I would never send anyone money through Western Union, he says. If you're buying online, make sure it's through PayPal or a secure network and make sure that the website is legit. And of course, there's the basic rule of any online engagement. If it's too good to be true, Probably is. Um, 
Yes, folks. Um, as I, I've worked in some financial industries, and I can tell you, uh, if you're using Western Union, um, yeah, Western Union's all like scams because they're like, oh, you don't need the person's like name or whatever. You can just give them like a passcode and you can just send them money. If you watch the show Catfish at all, um, you'd understand this. I'm also really curious about male prosthetics though, um, because it's me with a, and I'm not trying to be offensive here, folks. I know I'm usually offensive on the show. I'm not trying to be offensive, um, but, but most penises go from soft to hard. And so are these like just for like sex related purposes? And if then like, obviously I believe trans men are men, but at the same time, we're talking about sexual pleasure for someone with a vagina who is taking testosterone. So there's some weird shit going on there, but, um, yeah, that is very interesting to think about, at least on my end. Um, so you just pull it out for sex, but then at the same time, like you're like, Unless you enjoy, it's only enjoyment. It's not like sexual to me. I'm thinking way too hard about this. I think I saw because I went on a uh, uh, a YouTube uh, what was it, YouTube bender. I want to say of a uh, like uh, like people who transitioned from one gender to another. Because I'm just curious of how the downstairs works. Just kind of curious how like things work. You know, it's okay to be curious about things. I'm okay. I'm <laughs> like. I'm pretty much fine. Um, I mean, I, I went through like, um, trans women who went, who actually got their nuts and dick cut off. Um, that's the only way I can say it. It's probably female to male to female surgery. Um, and then I saw, I think I saw one guy, he, he took like some pills and then like a micro penis grew or something like that. I, I, I can't, I'm not going to like be saying I'm the expert here, but he said, like, he got, like, a micro-type penis to grow on him, and then he, but, which, I mean, like, okay, you grew a micro, you grew a penis, but at the same time, he's like, oh, I'm, think, I'm fine with the micro-penis, because anything bigger would just be a problem. I'm like, what are you saying right now? <laughs> no one, no, no one thinks that way. You know, it's like, if I, I mean, I, I love having a micro-penis, because if I had anything bigger, it would just be a nuisance to my life. Okay, I I don't know. I can't I can't do this, folks. I can't I can't do it. I can't do this. I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know how to respond to someone saying, Yeah, I prefer having a micro penis because if anything any if I had anything bigger, it would be a problem in my life. I'm like, I think people who have actual micro penises um do have a lot of problems in their life. Um and it's very much uh lowering their self esteem. And uh, so you should never say the sentence, I don't care who you are, you should never say the sentence, uh, I'm happy I have a micropenis because anything bigger would be a problem. Because um, a lot of people have horrible lives because of a micropenis. I am just blessed uh, for having a penis size that is okay. Because every woman I've been with has been like, this is good. I can do, I can I can do the do with this, and I don't have the big dick problems, and I don't have little dick problems. I have average human being problems. I have other problems in my life, and my penis is not one of them. So I have been talking too much about the human penis. Um, I've been talking about more about the penis than I want to talk about. So I'm gonna drink 
And we can get on to this next article I have here. All right. So, this is a very popular article. This is a very popular subject going around right now. And obviously all of us at Cancel Shweezy wanted to get into it, but we wanted to make sure we got it from the best source. So, um, page six, a valuable news source to everything uh, Cancel Shweezy related. And uh, a company, a journalist company empire um, that should not be given any thought ever to anything serious, but it's been living rent-free in my head, page six. Uh, we're going to go through their perspective on the current issue of what we have here. Uh, uh. All right. Morgan Wallen suspended by record label after using N-word. Page six. <laughs> Page six. Uh, with previous hits as uh, uh, Bella Thorne's boyfriend is touching her butt. They're going to get into this issue of Morgan Wallen uh, using the N-word. Uh, Morgan Wallen's record label Big Loud has suspended him indefinitely following video of him using the N-word. In the wake of recent events, Big Loud Records has made the decision to suspend Morgan Wallen's recording contract indefinitely. The company's statement re reads... Uh, Republic Records fully support Big Loud's decision and agrees such behavior will not be tolerated. Earlier on Wednesday, our heart and Cumulus Media both decided to remove the 27-year-old country music singer's music from their station. In light of Morgan Wallen's recent actions involving the use of a racial slur, we have made the decision to remove his music and content from our station effective immediately, an iHeartRadio spokesperson told Page Six on Wednesday. Cumulus Media, the second biggest radio chain in the U.S. after iHeartRadio, made the decision, Variety reported, a rep for Columbus Cumulus didn't immediately return Page Six's request for comment. Uh, Sirius XM and Pandora, which Sirius owns, also have pulled Wallen's content from their airways. A rep from Sirius XM confirmed to Page Six. Uh, the swift decision comes hours after Wallen's apologized for using the racial epithet. Okay, Page Six writer, you don't know what that word means either. You Googled it. I'm embarrassed and sorry. I used an unacceptable and inappropriate racial slur that I wish I could take back, Wallen27 said in a statement given to E.T. There are no excuses to use this type of language ever. I want to sincerely apologize for using the word. I promise to do better. Following the incident, fellow country music star Marin Morris and... They spelled, I think they spelled Marin wrong in this article. Marin Morris and Kelsey Ballerini called out the double standard within their industry. The truth is the truth, Ballerina wrote alongside a tweet that read, If a female artist did 5% of the shit he has pulled, she would be dropped immediately by everyone. Morris added in response to Ballerini's message, Yep, we'd be dropped, endorsements lost, social pariahs to music row. Okay, so that's the end of that article. Um, so, obviously, uh, Morgan Wallens has been always been kind of an issue. Um, and I'm going to be honest with everyone here as the, as a local music nerd, uh, in your podcast world, I have heard more Morgan Wallen's apologies than I have heard Morgan Wallen's songs. Um, that was quoted from my friend grass kingdoms. Go check him out. Um, he, yeah, I've not heard a single Morgan Wallen song. And also like, I guess the issue he had with, uh, 
I guess with SNL, because with I guess what SNL is doing right now uh, with their musical artists is they're making them quarantine for two weeks and then come into New York to work with uh, everyone on the show uh, for their week and everything like that. And I guess they're doing the musical artists. I'm guessing they're doing with the hosts too and uh, everyone else is staying safe and saying sorry uh, with that. Um, but like he broke that and like caught him at like a bar in Georgia or something. Or Alabama, some broke ass shit. But um, yeah, um, I'm gonna say I think Wands. It's good that these record labels uh, do that because I don't think they understood Wallen before they signed him. That's what I say, and, and you know that's obvious to me. I do this show and I I play music and like my shows are kind of more funny, fun. Let's talk, let's chat, let's have a good time. Um, but then, like, my music is a lot different from my show, so uh, honestly, I would say if I was ever going to sign, like, a like record deal and shit like that, because I'm unsigned and I don't have any plans to get signed, the only thing, a reason I would get signed would be like, so what are you going to offer me that I can't do myself? That's kind of my theory behind it. What I would say, like, I think these record labels should have kind of understood who Morgan Wallens is uh, before they signed him, because... Uh, shit like this, they should have known. Oh, this guy's pretty racist. So uh, we should know that before we sign him to our record label. And that's that is a very solid thing. So um, yeah. Oh man, we didn't know he was racist. I'm like, why, why don't you do some fucking research and shit like that? Uh, it's like a, on like your mom's house that podcast. Um, they got sponsored by McDonald's, but McDonald's only knew of Tom and Christina's uh, stand-up specials. They didn't know about the show itself, and so what they did they showed a they showed like a guy uh, having an uh, what was it like a premature orgasm from like a sex toy and <laughs> shit like that. And McDonald's was like. Uh, we can't do this anymore. But I'm like, why don't you do some people, you know, I, okay. So obviously I believe what Morgan Wallen's was wrong, but at the same time, your record label should fucking know who the fuck you sign before you, you can't just be half assing that shit anymore, especially with the internet. Like you can't be half assing. Like, like I said, with the, your mom's house podcast, it's like, okay. So you dropped him because you couldn't believe they showed a video of a guy having a premature orgasm from a sex toy. Like, have you watched the, or like listened to the show at all? Then you're going to sponsor the podcast. And like, Oh, we've only listened to your stand up. So we thought it was just gonna be like, your stand up. Like stop being fucking stupid. Like hire, at least do the research before you fucking make financial deals with people. Uh, but no, Morgan Wallace is a piece of, piece of shit. And, uh, and I haven't heard any of the songs, so I have no emotional attachment. Uh, also with Maren Morrison, uh, Kelsey Ballerini's like fun. Yeah, I think, that's definitely solid reasoning. Like, I'm, I'm very much a uh, pro-female artist in the industry, and I think we should try to. I try to like. I want to raise the the female artists who are actually good, and uh, that's one thing I would I will always say. Um, yeah, I feel like that's too. It's like when Taylor Swift was talking about when she released 1989. I was like, oh, you're the you're the woman who's known for writing breakup songs. I'm like, and Taylor was in my words. Well, I'll speak for her. Bitch, men write breakup songs too. And you're only going after me because I'm a woman. And it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. She has a good point. Anyways, 
All right, we got one more article to go to today, and then we can go on to the rest of the uh, episode. Parlor CEO says board fired him for planning to ban neo-Nazis from group. This is from Ars Technica. Um, I don't know anything about Ars Technica, and I don't think you will either. So Parlor co-founder and CEO John Matz, who helmed the company through its explosive 2020 growth and even more explosive 2021 deplatforming, has reportedly been fired. The company board ousted the former executive last Friday. The Wall Street Journal was first to report in a statement Matz said he met constant resistance to his product vision, his strong belief in free speech, and his view of how Parler should be run, adding that he advocated for more product stability and what I believe is more effective approach to content moderation. Matt's claim to have been within days of bringing Parler back online at the time he was ousted. Matt's original approach to content moderation, i.e. not having any, is that what landed Parler in hot water last month and resulted in its eventual being kicked off the entire internet. Parler launched in 2018 as a free speech, uh, i.e. largely unmoderated alternative to Facebook and Twitter. Through 2019 and 2020, it picked up a base of politically conservative and right-wing users who felt mostly incorrectly that other platforms, especially Twitter, were suppressing conservative speech. During and after the U.S. presidential election last November, extremists flocked to Parler as other platforms such as Reddit, Twitter, and Facebook cracked down on the sharing at Quailnon related content and false claims about the election outcome. Posts on Parler calling for violence and bloodshed in Washington, D.C. picked up earlier this year and several users of the platform both called for and were active participants in the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol which left five dead and hundreds injured. Google pulled Parler from the Android App Store two days ago, af two days after the riot at the Capitol, citing the platform's failure to moderate posts that contain explicit threats of or calls to violence. Apple followed suit the next day, pulling Parler from the iOS App Store for similar reasons. The final blow for Parler came that same weekend when Amazon booted it from the AWS web hosting, taking it offline entirely. Parler filed suit against Amazon as it went dark, petitioning the court to reinstate it on the grounds that the tech giant broke both antitrust and contract law when it stopped providing service to Parler. However, subsequent filings to in the case made clear that Amazon had warned Parler for months about some of the egregious content on the site and judge rejected Parler's plea for immediate reinstatement. Matt's hoped to bring Parler back online quickly, he said, and to have it restored to both the Google and Apple mobile app store to that end, he proposed expanding automated content moderation on the platform as well as a full ban on people in groups tied to designated domestic terror organizations, adding, there are a lot of neo-Nazi groups that would fall under the that category. Conservative talk show and online personality Dan Bongino, I don't know how he's white, who was invested in Parler and who is on the board dismissed Matt's claim. John decided to make this public, not us. 
Bongino said in his online talk show, he added he we could have been up in a week if we would just would have bent the knee to Amazon, Apple and Google. He and the rest of the board, however, apparently have no interest in meeting tech platforms terms. The vision of the company as a free speech site and a stable product immune and hardened to cancel culture was ours. Okay. So, I'm supposed to have thoughts about this. Um, obviously, I am against Parler. I'm, like I said, if, if those of you who listen to the show know this, but if you are new to the show, I will say this. Um, for all us millennials out there who have boomer, older parents, we, it is our duty to block Fox News on their television. I remember when my parents tell me if I did a certain thing, and uh, they'd be like, if you do that, you're going to be in big trouble. And now I do that back to my parents. I told, him, I told my dad, if I catch you watching Fox News, you're going to be in big trouble. And uh, we're, I, need a, I don't have it blocked on their TV because my dad's, they voted for Biden. And they voted for Obama. And they voted for Hillary. So I, they're fine. But I'll catch my dad, like when I'm hanging out with him, like I'll catch him watching it. And I'll be like, what the hell are you fucking watching this fascist bullshit for? I probably don't say bullshit. They're very Christian. And uh, then he immediately changes it, feels embarrassed. I think he just kind of like is in dad mode and just like TV, some of the channels watches it for a couple seconds. And then I just go, like, what the hell are you watching right now? I told him like, immediately, like, you're not allowed on parlor. Like, I just immediately, like, you're not allowed on parlor. You're going to be in big trouble. It's our duty now as adult children of parents. We got to block that shit. And if they complain and are upset about it, um, it's their loss because you know what? They lost their privilege to to watch fascist propaganda. And we should not be allowing our parents to be consumed by fascist propaganda. It's like you meet like these super conservative Christians. And um, at the same time, it's like, what do you watch for entertainment? Like all this entertainment is like liberal shit. Um, some of them kind of watch Texas Rain, like Walker, Texas Ranger, which is – like, you can only watch that show so many times, and then it's like Fox News. I'm like, that's that's a problem right there. That's a red flag. Um, so, nevertheless, though, um, I mean, yeah, so I feel like Parler should be allowed to exist, but at the same time, um, they do run a risk of, like, promoting terrorist groups and shit like that. And so and when you're, like, an, you know, like when you're Amazon or when you're Google and then when you're Apple – uh, when that comes to terms, at the same time, it's like they don't want to be dealing with any sort of like being helping terrorist groups out. So, so I think the idea of them doing that, but uh, at the same time, it's just kind of funny that like the guy's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't let terrorist groups be in our app. And then the other group's like, fuck you. And they fired him. So that's it for the news this week. Um, this week was uh, different than most weeks, so, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch streamer myself, I can tell you there are two types of games. There's the games that you go back to time and time again. For me, that's 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are also games that I go back to time and time again. But you also have those types of games that you play once and then you never pick up again. And that's where I believe Gamefly is perfect for you gamers out there. Uh, most video games coming around $60 and this uh, with new consoles coming out uh, at the current moment. They can be upwards at $70 even then, and then you don't even include DLC when in regards to that. This is where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because for that one low monthly fee, you can just rent games, play them, and then when you're done with them, you send them back. I wasn't a big fan of Luigi's Mansion back when I played it in October, so I was easily able to send it back and get myself a new game in the process, which was perfect for me. Uh, just start playing other games. Just be able to open your horizons on what games you want to play with Gamefly is my personal favorite thing. So uh, for the low monthly price, your first two months, if you use the link in our description, your first two months are only $10. So stop wasting so much money on video games. Stop spending $60 on a game you're only going to play once. Use the link in our description today and you can start playing game, more games, rent games, play as long as you want. And when you're done, just send it back. They will send you a new game to play. It's that simple. So use our link in the description today for your first two months of $10 with Gamefly. And just a reminder, when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out. Uh, with your purchase of any product with FNX Fitness, one thing I love is that they donate a gallon of water with every purchase you make to a child in need in a country that doesn't necessarily have clean drinking water, which is perfect. You get to feel good when you buy a product from FNX Fitness. Uh, you can start using their supplements. Work smarter, not harder with their supplements. That way you can get the most out of your workout, and so you no longer have to be fat. Hashtag pray for my So using the promo code SHWEGCAST or the link in our description today, you can save 15% off your purchase with FNX Fitness. Again, that is 15% off of your purchase when you support FNX Fitness and get a product from them. And a reminder that when you support our sponsors, you directly support this show. Okay, so an update on my life. Um, so some of you may have noticed if you watch the video side of this podcast, uh, I've gained a little bit of weight back again. Now I'm still fitting into medium shirts. I was I was wearing large shirts for a while. Definitely not as bad as I used to be. But uh, I my I guess my like weight I'm not gonna say my health my weight has uh, gone up a bit more than I would like so I need to kind of like get back into this I think and I will say the um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on YouTube but current world events um, is what is kind of making me unmotivated to like work out eat better you know it's just like you know you like work at the point where it's like what the fuck is the point, like, of, like, trying to work out. Like, I'm not seeing anyone. Like, the amount of women I see is very slim. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's kind of like that. So I, I kind of, like, looked at myself in the mirror, I'm like, look at you, you fat piece of shit. So I decided I'm gonna, I need to start figuring out, like, a workout plan again. Because uh, I, I know I know what I need to do on dieting. Um, the thing with dieting is you have to do it. <laughs> 
And that's, I mean, that's another problem in itself itself. Uh, but nevertheless, I will persist. So I bought, um, so I have a Nintendo Switch, so as you know, uh, because I stream exclusively tw- uh, Switch content over on my Twitch, Switch, Twitch, uh, uh, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Uh, so you can go check me out there. But uh, so like I have a I have a switch already. Um, and then I saw Ring Fit Adventure was like 80 bucks. And if you think about it, like as a full think about like when you think about like workout equipment and shit like that, like how much I'm getting out of that, because like I could it's not necessarily like the best thing for like str- like just for like working out and exercising um, from everything I know about it. It's pretty good. So, like, I was like, I'm going to buy it. And I have friends who are like, yeah, it kicked my ass. And uh, they're also musicians, so I know uh, we live the same lifestyle. So, (laughs) at least right now, where we're doing nothing. So, uh, apparently, so, like, it's pretty good. I mean, like, I'm not going to say, like, it's better than a gym. Like, going to the gym and working out, like, really well or with a personal trainer. But it's better than nothing. So I bought the Ring Fit. I have been working out with it for a couple days or for two days now. I've done two workout sessions. Um, my shoulders are in pain. Um, one thing I think I like, I kind of like, at least I'm doing workout with is I had that weird back problem where it's not like I needed to be taking oxys or whatever. But it's like you know you feel like you need someone like or a chiropractor or whatever to like crack it for you. Uh, and I had a friend tell me he was studying to be a personal trainer. I think he passed that. So I think he is a personal trainer now. Uh, he was telling me that, uh, the reason your back gets like that is cause your, your back strength is weak or shit like that. Something like that. I was like, well, um, doesn't sound wrong to me. <laughs> so I believed it. Um, and I still believe it. I think that's actually a true fact. Like if you're not like working a little bit on strength or at least back strength you're doing it so yeah i'm using the ring fit but like i learned because i uh because i i so basically when i bought it i was like all right first day of the working out we're gonna get going uh we're gonna do this and uh yeah we're gonna just gonna let's go full throttle uh so i have my switch joy cons so my i have a nintendo switch and they come with joy cons uh they attach to the system you can detach them and hold them in different hands i think they're weird in handheld or in the grip. So I bought a Nintendo Switch Pro Controller, which is just beautiful. It's worth the money. Um, so I did a shell swap on it because I was like, I want it to be gold because I'm the king, I'm the foreplay king. It's going to be cool. So I did the shell swap, and I never do it in handheld mode or any like wireless stuff like that. So it's never really a big deal. And so I've never, I haven't noticed this since uh, like April when I did this shell swap. Um, I remember when I tried to play Mario Odyssey, it was just weirdly not connecting for some reason. I was just, I just didn't think anything of it and then use the pro controller for it, which is not the best way to play, uh, Mario Galaxy on the Nintendo Switch from what I've been told. But nevertheless, I persisted and just played on that. It was no big deal. Um, but now it comes to actually need to use the Joy-Cons with this. And I learned in my efforts to shell swap my Nintendo Switch, I learned that with the right Joy-Con, uh, with that, the wireless functionality apparently messed up when I did the shell swap. And so, uh, that's, that was bad. So I had to buy new Joy-Cons, uh, for my Nintendo Switch, which I bought the just, like, blackish gray ones. I just kind of wanted that. I might put a skin on it, um, because I, I like, I don't know, I just like things that are unique, 
it just makes me feel like I have on my MacBook, I have, uh, like the old retro rainbow Apple sticker on it. I just, I don't know. I just like custom things. So I might put a shell, uh, I'm not going to do a shell swap ever again because it is way too hard. And apparently I messed it up and didn't notice. So that's the way it is. But no, I've been, uh, so yeah, I got um, just some generic blackish gray joy cons on it. It kicks your ass, but also at the same time, it's like, if you have a specific like goal, it's only for, it's only good for like, if you're fat and need to like fucking exercise to lose weight, like that's all it's good for. Uh, I don't think it's actually good for like any specific, it's just work. It's just to help you work out. Uh, it's kind of like my mom did really likes the firm DVDs. If you know what that is, um, I don't guarantee that it really makes my mom, uh, skinnier, but she also runs or jogs and she does it like first thing in the morning. Like she's, she wakes up and she also does, she also has a Mormon sleep, which is, I call if you fall asleep without the use of drugs or alcohol and she is able to just fucking wake up and just be like, I'm going to go jog a couple miles and do that. Uh, that's the last thing I think about doing when I wake up in the morning, but nevertheless, my mom persisted and, uh, she does that. And so, and then she does like the firm DVDs. And I remember like in high school, apparently, I don't know. I, I guess I just, I, I like tech stuff, but I'm not a genius at tech. I've never built a computer. I may be building a computer soon. That is, that's going to, that may happen. But anyways, the DVD player wouldn't work. For, so my mom can work out. So she'd wake me up at fucking five in the morning half alive at this moment, go downstairs. Uh, and then I realized the DVD player is not plugged in. So I plug it in and then it works. And then I go back to bed. Uh, that's the life I grew up with. So, um, I don't know what she does now, but, uh, hopefully her life is okay. Um, Anyways, yeah, I, I can't imagine it's any better than, like, doing it firm. I do know with, I kind of feel, I don't know, I'm not the best person to talk with weight loss. I lost some, I've gained some back. So, I mean, obviously, I think with weight loss, like, it's just a lifestyle you have to live. Um, and the lifestyle I've lived, uh, doing seeing no one and doing nothing uh, but produce music and uh, podcast uh, is not the healthiest. From what I will say, it's not a healthy lifestyle. Uh, but I can't imagine the workouts I'm doing are any worse or better than the firm. So, you know what? I feel like it's it's a good workout. I'm not saying I'd love to do like actual strength training. I'd love to do boxing because I think me and Micah have talked about doing a boxing match for charity, um, which will be a lot of fun. So if we do that, y'all have to show up because um, no one is going to root for me. I imagine that they're going to root for Micah. Because I am the bad guy. And that's okay. But I also have more ambition than Micah. Uh, so I will beat the shit out of him. And if anyone makes a bet on it, you will lose money. So uh, hope you like that. Because if it's between me and Micah, like, when our weight loss competition, like, he lost a couple pounds. I lost, like, up to 30. And then... We didn't even post our final numbers because it was embarrassing. Like, we couldn't post that for Micah. Like, it was bad. So, if we're talking about, like, a boxing match, like, I'm willing to take boxing lessons, like, 
do a lot of extracurricular activities. Micah's just like, oh, I'll just uh, punch the punching bag a few times. I'm like, fuck you, Micah. I will beat the shit out of you. I don't care if you're taller and have a bit of a weight advantage on me. I will still work on myself to beat the shit out of you. And that is a promise. I don't know how this came up. Micah, I love you, buddy. I don't, I don't know why I'm like acting like I'm going to beat the shit out of you, but no. I will beat the shit out of you, but also, Micah, I love you. So... Yeah. All right. Let's persist. Let's persist farther from here. Um, so I know some people have been missing the movie reviews. Um, I did a couple in like a, a Christmas and I'm just like, Ugh. and I'm like, I'll talk about the TV I've been watching, but I'm not going to be doing like my full on reviews of the movies for a minute. But we're back <clears throat> because I watched Groundhog's Day. On Groundhog's Day, featuring Bill Murray. And, uh, yeah, it's given me a lot more anxiety than I thought. Like, it's some people's favorite movie, and I agree, it's a good movie. But the more I think about it, like, my anxious mind who takes heavy medication to just be able to fucking function in real life. Um, this movie fucking, like, is makes me think a lot, so... Um, let's just, I'm just going to like start reading my notes, you know, like I'll just kind of go through everything, uh, that I'm seeing through the movie and we're, I'm just going to like talk and I've had, I've had some points that are like, what the hell are you doing here? And what, what the hell is going on with this person? But so I'm like, so the movie starts out like on February 1st, it's the day before Groundhog's Day. Um, okay. I should also mention that, uh, I watched this movie originally at church camp. I watched it at a church camp. Uh, the guy who was the dean or whatever of the church camp, I like him a lot. Okay, so don't like talk. But uh, he was a goofy guy. <laughs> so uh, he would be the type of guy who would be like, let's watch Groundhog's Day at uh, church camp. So I'm like, all right. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I was then. But also, uh, I probably didn't remember it because I had very bad anxiety, and uh, I think I broke up with a girlfriend not long after that or something like that. Um, so yeah, the movie starts off with Weatherman Phil Connors, uh, February 1st, day before Groundhog's Day, um, and he's like, you know what? There's not going to be a blizzard tomorrow. We're going to have a heat front coming in or some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, weather fucking terminology. That makes sense. And he's like, so it's coming in like that. Uh, so we don't have to worry about a blizzard tomorrow. And then he also mentions that he's going to uh, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. I think that's how you say it. I think I've heard someone say it before. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania for Groundhog's Day because, you know, Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, is the, like, ultimate weatherman because, you know, they determine if there's going to be six more weeks of winter or not. Um, also, Phil is a dick to everyone for no reason. He thinks he's, like, a big shot uh, weatherman, uh, he's like, I'm not gonna be at this company, I'm not gonna be at this station for much longer, I'm like, bitch, you're a weatherman, like, you do not have a big head <laughs> about your fucking job, I mean, you're in Philadelphia, but, like, so it's at least, a, like, a bigger city, so, like, you kind of know what's going on, but, oh, yeah, fuck you, at the same time, um, for no, for no reason, so, uh, that night, though, so, like, they have to leave the fort, first because in the morning they have their fucking news thing so uh roland shit from Shit's creek and uh rita the love interest which you'll figure out later down the road uh head to punxsutawney pennsylvania so roland and rita roland shit and rita uh go there uh 
they stay at a normal hotel, but feels like I'm not fucking staying here. Uh, this place is shit. And they were like, well, they reserved a bed and breakfast for you because you're a bitch. And he's like, okay. So, uh, eventually, you know, Phil goes to sleep at night and, uh, basically wakes up to Sonny and shares. I got you, babe. Uh, which from now in my life, I will say if someone wakes me up to that song, I'm going to just wake up and I'm ready to like punch someone in the face. Okay. I'm ready to punch someone in the face. I'm like, you never play that song because of that movie, because I was traumatized by Groundhog's Day. Uh, so Phil wakes up and like, you know, he like washes his face and shit like that. And obviously part of when you stay at a bed and breakfast, uh, you already used the bed. Now it's time to use the breakfast. And so he walks out uh, of his room and everyone is a fucking morning person, um, which is my sign of uh, you're psychologically damaged. There's something wrong with you. My parents are morning people and uh, we can discuss them on another day. Um, so he like walks out of his room. He's like, hey, it's Groundhog's Day. I'm like, fuck you. I'll be like, fuck you, dude. Do not fucking talk to me right now. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of a story. Uh, so the day I moved to Nashville, I stayed in a hotel. Uh, in the morning of, I wake up, I start, I, I think somehow my parents ate breakfast before me because I am not a morning person. And so I go downstairs and eat breakfast and this like random ass guy from uh, like the wait staff of the hotel just starts talking to me for some fucking reason. Um, I don't know why, but um, this was before I uh, stopped doing small talk with people because I don't do that anymore. Um, without saying, Jesus fucking Christ, are we doing this? Um, and he was like, he was like talking to me and I guess he figured out I was a musician. Um, by the way, I looked, um, and I was not trying. I was in gear of moving into a home, uh, very far away from anyone I know. And, uh, he, and then somehow he brought up in conversation, like, you know, uh, I'm related to Conway Twitty. I'm like, uh, the one from family guy. Um, why are you bringing this up to me right now? It was very weird. That was a very weird interaction. Why would you, man, are you trying to impress me? Because that doesn't impress me. And also, I'm just moving here, meaning uh, I'm nobody. Um, so anyways, okay, back to, back to the review we have on hand. Um, so, like, he goes down, gets breakfast. He has small-ass talk with the lady. Uh, and then he goes off to do his job reporting on the Groundhog's Day. Uh, and Ned Ryerson runs up to him and approaches him. Um, if you didn't know, Ned Ryerson is the embodiment of all my anxiety ever, uh, of someone running up to me and they're just like, and I'm going to use my Christian name, Sam, Sam Schwegler. Is that you? And I'm like, and you don't remember this person at all. You, you don't know how much anxiety it gives me because it's also, cause you have the one side of, I don't want to fucking talk to this person right now. Then you have the other side. They know you. They want to talk to you about something you don't remember. I've been into this before, and uh, I don't know how I fucking dealt with that shit because I don't, I don't, I don't know. And Ned Ryerson gives me so much fucking anxiety. And like, like if that's everything. Like, someone comes up to me, tries to get me to fucking remember who they are. Um, there's a Nashville thing I know. And I've done this before, and I, I understand if people's like, oh, I mean, one guy did it perfectly with me. He's like, we've met before, 
but I don't remember your name. What's your name again? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Shweezy. And that's like the perfect, that's like, that's perfect because I understand that we can't remember every fucking person you interact with. And they realize that too. And, and he's just guilty. I was like, Hey man, I, I can't remember your name, but I know we've met before. What's your name again? Like, that's like, that's how perfect normal people do shit. Then there's me who gets drunk or high at a show. And then like, he's like, Hey, I don't think we've met before. Uh, what's your name? And then they're like, Oh yeah, we've met before. I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it. Cause you can't remember fucking everyone. Um, anyways. Okay. So you met Ned Ryerson, uh, the embodiment of my anxiety, uh, and then, like, he gives, like, some shit half-ass performance on the ra- on his new show. And uh, so they, you know, like, after that, they head out. So they get back to Pennsylvania. They learn that uh, Phil was wrong about the new, about the weather. There was a big blizzard. And uh, he played himself. And so they couldn't get back. So they had to turn back around to Punxsutawney. And uh, they stayed another night in Punxsutawney. And, uh... Yeah, so that's kind of like the main day of the story. But anyways, nevertheless, he persisted. Um, oh, no, the one thing, like, though, when he got back to the bed and breakfast, you know, because, like, they had to stay next night, he jumps in the shower and then turns on the shower. Instead of what normal people do is they turn on the water first to check the heat and shit like that and then hop in. That's what's wrong with Phil, uh, because he just gets in the shower and just like, it'll be hot, and then it's freezing cold. That That is crazy shit right there. Basically, what normal people do, and if you're not, and you need to listen to this, and if you don't do this, uh, you need to change your lifestyle uh, from what we're doing here. So basically, what I do is uh, I turn first of the water on, like the bath style, where it just goes completely. 100% in the drain. You feel the water temperature with your hand, and we're like, all right, this is a good water temperature. Then you turn on the shower, and then you hop in. That's what normal people do. Phil did not do that. He was in the shower, and then he turned on the water. That is crazy. You do not know how cold that water is going to be, especially a shower you have never been in before. So that's that's the big red flag with Phil. Of all the things that happened in this current day, that is the big red flag that has happened with Phil. Uh, okay, so Phil wakes up the next day, um, and it's February 2nd again. The entire day he had has repeated itself. Um, mainly, uh, one of the big signs is I Got You, Babe by Sonny Cher, which, like I've said, if I am ever woken up to that song, I will physically assault someone. And I'm not necessarily a fighting person unless you're Michael James Chrisman. Then I will fucking kick your ass. Uh, but, uh, no, if you play that song and I wake up, I'm going to fucking, I'm, I'm ready to fight. Like, you know, like later in the movie, like when he has to keep repeating this fucking day, like he just fucking breaks the alarm clock. I'm like, yeah, that's how angry I wake up to. Uh, so he wakes up and he's like, it's February 2nd again. So he like does his usual shit. Uh, he walks out and everyone's a morning person. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and then he's like, I am losing my goddamn mind. Like a normal person after, you know, after the shower situation, I'm like, you're, something's wrong with you. And then he's like, I'm repeating this day again. And I'm like, okay, maybe you're a normal person. I can't tell. Um, 
two different situations. He repeats the whole day again, but he like repeats the same thing. So eventually, obviously he realized I'm like, oh, I'm not going to step in that puddle of water. I'm not going to turn on the shower yet. So, um, yeah, so that's what, so he realizes he's in a time loop and like, he's not getting out of it. So like the first part, like, you know, first you realize I'm like, Oh, there's no consequences to my actions. So he's like running on rail tracks and, doing a bunch of shit and he started eating whatever he wants like doing crimes and uh then doing what i would do uh and then uh getting a lot of sex uh, just having sex with a lot of women which i would do uh because like i remember like one day he's like hey what high school did you go to oh uh, um what was your name what was your where'd you go to and then like he pretended he went to high school with her and then had sex with her and shit like that that was that was cool i think like that was the coolest part and i would have made sure um, if, cause like at the point, like you realize like you're in a time loop and you don't know how to get out of this time loop. Just like, let's have some fun for a bit. You know, I like that part of the movie because he's just having fun and doing shit like that. Uh, but so I would make sure every woman in Punxsutawney, I'd be like, you're all on my, every single woman. We're not going to sleep with married women. People We're we're not that kind. Uh, and I'm gonna be like, I'm going to make sure I check all of you off the list. So that's kind of like the first part of like what he does with the time loop. Uh, then he decides to go for the forbidden fruit, which is Rita, which is like the producer of his new show. And so he'll spend each day and like tweaking every individual moment just to make sure it's all perfect for her. And at one point he almost gets it. And then she's like, something's weird about this. Uh, I'm out. And then she, like Kramer, like I'm out. And then she's like that. And then, uh, Phil keeps trying to recreate every day, but then like his acting is terrible. So like he keeps fucking it up. She like that. And then, like, yeah, you know, like, re- there's no, no way he's getting Rita. And then Phil gets super depressed and is like, I'm going to kill myself. And um, I'm going to be honest with everyone. Like, he attempts it multiple times and fails each time. I'm going to be honest. I would be doing that, like, after the sex part. I'm going to be doing that immediately after. I'm like, I'm not going to find fucking love. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to try to kill myself. Um and he realized he can't, like, kill himself. And that's the part that started giving me anxiety is, like, what if I start trying to kill myself and I can't do it? Because I, when you, cause I guess if you've ever been suicidal, like, this idea of, like, failing suicide, like, everyone who's done that is like, ah, oh, I'm such a fuck up, I can't even fucking kill myself. And, like, that's the idea with, like, this, it's, like, it's super sad, and it gives me, gives me so much anxiety. People are like, this is my favorite movie. I'm like, how do you watch this without having fucking anxiety? Like, this is, like, my nightmare, like, reliving the same day over and over again, at least, like, a mid-tier day over and over again. Like, he steals a groundhog, takes the truck, and then just fucking drives off a cliff. And you're like, oh, yeah, and I had some fucking Facebook friends, like, oh, what happens if I repeat a day? I'm like, what? Um, it's called, uh, your life is over. Like it's over. It, 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 I don't know. It's just, he starts, he, he attempts to kill himself in like every single way and none of it works. And so after like million times trying to kill yourself at that point, you're just like, well, I give up. Um, maybe, um, I'll try to make the world a better place. And so like he'll do piano lessons, I guess. And so he's like, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you give me a piano lesson. And then the teacher's like, all right. And uh, she kicks a child out of a piano lesson, which is the funniest shit to me uh, because I 
could do music lessons and I could do that for the same situation. I'm like, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> Give me a thousand dollars. I'm like, all right. Yeah. That kid's getting fucking out of here. Um, and so like, they kicked small shot out and like, he tries to save people's lives. There's like that one homeless guy, like who, regardless of the situation always dies. And that's fucked up. Um, we talk about this movie. Like it's a fun movie. It's not a fun movie. Um, there's a lot of drastic things that go on in this movie. It's a dark movie. Like, we need to stop talking about fucking Groundhog's Day like it's a fucking fun, happy movie comedy. Like, it's a good movie, but it's also very fucking dark. And we need to stop treating it like it's not. Uh, but no, the kicking small chat out of the music lesson was funny. And, like, he's saving every... He learned how to, like, save everyone's life. I'm like, oh, you choke on your steak here. You die here. You die here. And then, like, he just makes sure everyone's life moves in a, like, perfect success, succession or whatever. So, like, he he's repeating all these days, like, over and over again. Eventually, it, like, all leads up to, like, this bachelor auction. And Phil has been there so long that he's just mastered the piano. And his teacher's like, you want to, like, play a song with my band that I gig with? And this is the kind of teacher, like, yeah, she plays piano, but I can't imagine she plays in a band. She just probably plays by herself. Um, but she's like, that's my student <laughs> one day. Uh, and then eventually Rita walks in on Phil, like, you know, just fucking ripping it at the piano and shit like that uh, with rolling shit. And rolling shit, for some reason, has a date to this uh, dance uh, and uh, and then like Rita learns that everyone in the town loves Phil because he saved all their lives and fixed all their life problems because he's been living the same day forever and uh, so eventually you know Rita's like man this guy's this guy has some fucking he has a penis I want to suck and so uh, eventually the bachelor auction fills a candidate and then Rita bids like $300 on him and then they go on a date that saves him saves the day but before we get to that uh rolling shit decides to auction himself off and he gets bid for two mints now if i was in that situation uh a bachelor auction would give me so much anxiety because i don't identify as being ugly but if i am a low bid my self-esteem is going down and that's it but no like him and Re like but phil and rita Rita bought Phil for a day and Rita, like they end up actually having a actual date together. And, uh, you know, they apparently go back to Phil's, they retire from when I kind of learned to Phil's hotel room. Um, I'm assuming they had sex because come on folks, why would you not have sex? Um, and then after, you know, they have sex, uh, they wake up on February 3rd. They are no longer stuck on February 2nd. They are woken up at February 3rd with Rita, and they decide, Phil decides, like, let's move to Punxsutawney, or whatever its name is, uh, forever. Let's live here forever, because he's also already lived there forever. And so that's how the movie ends. Very sweet, very romantic, like, hey, that. So now I'm going to my thoughts on the show, the movie. Um... So I looked it up, and someone's actually done the actual math. It lasted for 33 years and 350 days, so close to 34 years. Like he was in this loop. Uh, so that's so how many days he actually looped? 12,395 days, which is fucking insane. Like I guess the people who 
made the movie were like, it's over 10 years. He was stuck there. And they're, you know, obviously if you're creating the movie, not doing like thinking about that much, much, <clears throat> but this idea, like someone actually did the math. I'm like 33 years, 350 days, like almost 34 years. We're talking here. I'm 27. All obviously 2021. Now later this year, I will be 28. This is more than my entire life. Like this guy has looped the entire day. And y'all know I have some bad anxiety. Like this idea of like repeating one day for my more than my entire life. That is crazy. I cannot believe someone has lived their life that way. It's insane. I can't, I don't know how like that works. And uh, the more I think about it, the worse it gets. So I'm not going to think about it anymore. But let's get to the lesson of this movie. Uh, Ned Ryerson fucking sucks. And uh, I hope you punch him in the face like some of the scenes uh, Phil did. And with that, if you're a Phil Ryer, Ned Ryerson, uh, die. Because you shouldn't be talking to people. Um, but also, if you're ever stuck in a time loop, the one thing that got Phil out of the time loop was sex with Rita. So sometimes it just takes one magical vagina to get you out of a time loop. And that is the moral of Groundhog's Day to Shreezy, is that if you're stuck in a time loop, uh, find the one vagina that will get you out of it. This episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time. A time when the term handyman was redundant. A time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple. To make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese, or if you're across the pond, fish and chips. Comes complete with three big beer soaps, a delicious scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA, and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one Big American Bourbon Soap, a rich oak barrel scented bar made with Buffalo Trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who needs to appreciate a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Women love a distinguished fragrance, and this is perfect for that man in your life. Use the link in our description today, and that way you can get free shipping on your order over $20. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Are you depressed? Feeling too lazy to cook for yourself? Are you wanting to support local restaurants in your area because they're struggling due to the pandy? Well, DoorDash is here to save the day. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery, so download the DoorDash app using the link in the description of this episode. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. All right, folks, it's time for me to 
give out relationship advice from the least qualified person on earth. Probably shouldn't talk bad about myself. I'm, I'm trying to like live a life where I don't talk bad about myself. Because apparently uh, that's not attractive. But uh, we're going with my track record. But I do know a lot of things not to do. And I will not do them. And I'm willing to call out bullshit. So uh, this is the type of guy you're getting. So let's just get into it. My new boyfriend is horrible at sex. What do I do? All right. So I've been hanging out with this... Adenis of a guy at this wolf sanctuary I volunteer at, and he's one of the main handlers. Uh, so I'm just gonna assume you like him. He's super sweet and super kind to the wolves. And he spelled wolves wrong. And the other animals there. Uh, we've been talking for a while and became good friends. We've always had our lunch together. A lot has changed for me this year, and he's been there by my side. Things started hitting up, and he wanted to hook up, but I told him I needed to build trust before, and he asked me asked me out, and we started dating. Every night, we hang out, and it's been great. Uh, so I'm like, okay. Finally, last night, we had sex. I was so excited. He's such a sweet guy and these awesome broad shoulders, and he is just a great personality and physically beautiful. But the sex, OMG. Why did it have to be so bad? He did all the foreplay right, but with the sex, all he did was go balls deep and grind. No jackhammering, no slow in and out, nothing exciting. At first, the grinding felt good, but after I needed more, when I realized he wasn't getting into gear, I asked to be on top. He was amazed at the feeling of actually fucking, and he came super quick. He loved it, and I was left unsatisfied. He's like 30 or something. How has no one told him? I can't bear to look into his puppy dog eyes and hurt his feelings. I was hoping after seeing what I was doing on top and the fact he liked it so much that he would do the same next time. After the first time, he was so cuddly and affectionate. Then, when he had sex again, it was the same thing, just deep grinding and nothing else. He's perfect in every way except this. Why do? What do I do? Don't want to embarrass him, but I get enough exercise. I don't want to be taking control all the time. Okay. Um, best thing I can suggest for you in this situation. So, um... Um, the only thing I can really say is he probably doesn't know what you like, and this is a very much a woman thing, coming from a man, uh, but he, you may need to let him know what you like, and you can't just expect him to figure it out on his own. Men don't think that way. Men are, I'm not going to say men are stupid, but men are not going to understand subtle context clues that you think he will get. You have to understand that uh, he needs to know what you like, and if he knows what you like, any good man will be like, all right, I'll help you out there. And that's what I, I mean, that's what I do in my situation. I like, to, I just kind of like, I'm like, what do you want? And, and then like, you're asking tons of questions, and then it's unsexy in my case. But um, in your case, you just got to let him know what you like, and once he knows what you like, uh, he will help you out, and he will try to work with you if he's a good person. Because you said he's perfect in every other situation except this. 
you need to communicate better with him because he doesn't know what you like. And he may not have enough practice, and practice makes perfect. That is something me, as someone who plays music, knows that you have to practice something if you ever want to get good. And if you want to get good at this, and he seems like you like this guy, got to practice. And with practice, there's a difference between, I'm going to go with a musical standpoint, when you practice as a musician, uh, the idea is you want to practice effectively. There's a theory where you could practice six hours a day, but that's you playing and you don't really learn anything. Or you could practice an hour a day. And when in that hour, you focus a lot on what you need to improve on uh, from the teacher, what they've told you. And with that hour you've been given, the idea is that you're going to you're going to spend that one hour a day improving on what your teacher told you, this is what you need to improve on. And so you work on what you need to improve on in your practice. Then you go back to your teacher and like, okay, you improved on this very well. Here's what you need to do next. That's the idea of what you need to do with sex. It's very similar to singing or playing the guitar because those are the only lessons I've ever took. Uh, So the idea is practice makes perfect. But also, you need to make good practice. Like I told Josh and Lucas on Drunk Church History, um, obviously with songwriting, like you need to write a lot of songs. But also at the same time, uh, you need to practice writing good songs. You don't need to practice writing bad songs. And so that's the advice I give to you. You need to practice. You need to communicate on how it's going to get better. Because if you actually communicate with each other on what you like, dislikes, and shit like that, you're actually going to get better. So... Nevertheless, she persisted, and that's the way it is. All right, next question. Am I obligated to tell my ex that I've met someone new? I lived with my ex for nearly three years, and I broke up with him last February. At At the time, he said he agreed, but even though it's been a year, he still tries to maintain maintain communication he texts in snapchats almost every day and when we catch up over coffee he'll say things like well our relationship was really good i try to answer in a polite way without getting his hopes up i normally do answer snapchats but will respond if he texts me directly even though i'm not interested in getting back together i do care about him he's hinted that he wants to get back together but i've made it clear that not That's not going to happen. However, he was a big part of my life for a long time, and I don't want to hurt him. The thing is, a few months ago, I met another man uh, that I really like. We've been going on dates one to two times a week, and our bond is getting closer. But I'm not sure if I should ask my ex to meet up and tell him that I met someone new or just post a picture of my new guy on social media without telling my ex first. I'm in love with this new guy, and I want to show him to the whole world. But I also don't want it to come as a shock to my ex. What should I... What would you do? So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this very obvious, and this can be very clear to most people. Your ex should not be in your life. Um, there's very few situations where that works, and uh, in this situation, it does not work. You should not have your ex-boyfriend in your life. Um, what are you trying to maintain with him? Uh, because basically, it's this idea of you broke up, 
and you're in a, and then you were in a very serious relationship and then you broke up. Um, if you broke up, the idea is you don't want a relationship with them anymore. Um, relationship is more than just boyfriend, girlfriend, and then obviously the same sex, non-binary bullshit that I'm supposed to be fucking talking about and shit like that. Um, but this idea of if you break up with someone, uh, you should never see them again. That's a normal fucking thing. I mean, I, okay, I, I'm, a, I'm friends and I'm like, we're like Instagram followers and shit like that on Instagram and shit like that with some exes, but we have maintained good boundaries of, uh, we want to like know what's going on in each other's lives, but, uh, we don't want to fuck each other anymore. And I realized that she is, I can think of one example, like she's married now. And I think the guy she married is actually a pretty good guy. So I'm like, I can't complain with that. But also I think in the situation of, would I try to compete for her? No, I would not try to compete for her. And that's a very, that's a very big situation in this idea of that's like, I think why we can at least be social media friends is the idea of, uh, we, I can follow her, see shit she posts with her now husband and think, you know what? I'm like, he's good for her. I don't want to fight for her. Like that's a very rare situation anyone can ever have that I have. But at the same time, I think of other exes where I have another ex where I think of like her with her now husband. Um, fuck you. Fuck you. Get off my couch and shit like that or whatever. Shit like that. I don't know why you say fuck, get off my couch. Um, but like at the same time, so it's very tricky to be, you shouldn't be friends with your ex. The one ex I'm good with is we're basically social media, seeing each other's shit and stuff like that. I think I have a couple others like that, but I, I guess to try to act a little more mature. Um, this guy is not over you. Like he still wants a relationship with you and shit like that. Um, you found someone new, uh, stop talking to him. Uh, it sounds like that's going to be the best thing you can ever do. And uh, those are my thoughts on that. Okay. Is it bad that he has lied about minor stuff? Would this bother you? Hi, everyone. My husband and I started dating in 2017, and everything has been great. We got engaged early in 2019 and married October of 2020. Thank you for spreading COVID. Uh, we are both very loving and understanding people and i have yet to have a true argument while we were engaged we were just hanging out one day showing each other stuff on our phones he clicked the search bar on facebook to show me something and when he did that i saw his ex-girlfriend's name from high school I calmly asked him and said, hey, why is Blank's name here? And I laughed it off. He looked super nervous in some reason and said, well, my mom asked me to look her up. Uh, I thought that was a bit odd because his mom is still Facebook friends with her. And so are some of his family, other family members. I just brushed it off. And then a few days later, I asked him again. Because my best friend of 15 years told me that that was a red flag that he felt the need to fly over something so minor. All right. Uh, I asked him again 
calmly in what in what his mom asked him when she is Facebook friends with her, she could just search his ex's name herself. And he was like, well, I wanted to see how her and her boyfriend were. And then he said, well, I wanted to see how her family was again, looking nervous. I just don't see why he felt the need to lie to me. I am honestly one of the most understanding and laid back people, LOL. Uh, he went on to block her. I told him there was no need to do that, but he did it anyways. He said white lies about other minor stuff as well. Nothing serious, but I don't see why he felt the need to lie. I am an open book and I have yet to lie to him in our three years of being together. I've had exes of mine and other guys actually try and reach out. I've ignored them and I've and I told him about this willingly. All he had to say was, look, I was with this girl for three to four years in high school and she was my first love. So I wanted to see what she was up to. That's it. I would would have understood. Yeah, I would have maybe felt a little uneasy about it, but I would rather him be upfront about it than lie to me. Sorry to ramble, but thank you for listening. So we're going to make a big announcement here on the podcast, folks. Uh, For those of you um, who are in stable relationships and those of you who are not, uh, we all look at our exes' relationships and shit like that. Like, um, we just want to know what's going on with them. Like, obviously they were a part of our lives and we cared for them. Like, it's not, I mean, it's, there is a big deal, but at the same time, you're like, you just want to know part of, I mean, I am at the point where it's like, are they, are they sad without me? And I know, obviously I talk about another one who's very much better without me. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know, you, you care for someone for so long and then all of a sudden it stops and like, you're forever entangled with this person for some reason. Uh, that's the thing. Um, um, from what it looks like from how you ended this conversation, it's you say like you don't care about it, but it looks like he, and on the other hand, because like it's just shit we all do. Like men, women, your non-binaries, your astral gendered, whatever you want to identify as. Um, like we, we follow our exes a little bit. If it's like too much, there's like there's a too much to that, but like there's an obvious like I'm gonna look it up. What's she doing up to these days? And then you're like, ah, oh, her. And I'm one ex. I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna be offensive or something. I look it up, and I look. She has a baby, and I look at the baby. And I'm like, man, that baby's ugly as fuck. And uh, that makes me feel better about myself. And uh, we should be doing shit that makes us feel better about ourselves. Um, but then there's normal exes I have who are normal people and good people and decent people that I would say, Hey, look, the man you married is a good person and I respect them. And it looks like on your end, he's just curious. When you stop making curious, it sounds like he loves you. And the fact that he tries to lie to you about the situation where it's like, I looked at my ex's profile, but I love you. And I feel guilty about it at the same time, you know, uh, but I love you. Uh, yeah, he does love you. And, uh, he, you know, like anyone's exes are going to stay on their mind at least for a little bit, unless you're weird and don't care about your exes. Um, they're always going to be, they're always going to be slightly on your mind. Cause there's part of you. There's always going to be the idea of is the grass greener on the other side. And there's no way we're ever going to control that. This idea of, and it's, it's a weird when you're in a relationship because like you need to like share your thoughts and, 
like when you're in a relationship, it's like, what if I ended up with her? What would my life be like? And then you go on her social media, which never used to be a thing before, but now like it is a thing. So like you're always like curious, like oh, maybe this is a like a thing we should do. It's weird. I mean, it's weird. It's a hard. It's a hard topic for me to discuss. But I mean, like, I mean, I have a couple exes I stalk. But also at the same time, if I'm seriously with someone, it's not like I'm gonna leave them for them. I'm just like curious what's going on with their life because, like, you know, you're you're serious with someone for so long, and then you have to realize, like, oh, um, I'm supposed to not think about them ever again, not think where they are and shit like that. It's it's so hard. Like we can't. It's a human thing. Like, as long as you have, like, the trust that he's not going to leave you for her if she wants him and shit like that, as long as you have the trust, it's fine. That's, I mean, that's all we can really say. Shit like that. Like, we're he- humans are so weird. Like, we think about our past all the time, and we can't understand what it's about. All right. I'm going to move on to the next question. I've probably been rambling too long. My sister's friend has been trying to seduce me. I've gently rejected her, but she hasn't stopped. How should I get her to stop without hurting her feelings? For some contacts, this girl is my sister's close friend. They met in high school, and I moved out of home to a different country as soon as she started high school. I always saw pics of the two on Instagram, and she one day followed me since they're friends. I followed back. She liked a few of my pics, and I didn't like any back just in case. What I feared in the worst-case scenario happened. God, that's, I hate that's how a relationship would become. So she used to react to my Instagram stories, and I liked the replies sometimes. Throne emoji. One day I was on video call with my little sister, and she friend, and the friend popped her head. We were all chatting, laughing, and talking for a while. A few days later, started sending me memes and TikToks on Instagram. I double-tapped the message, laughing emojis. That's, that's it, really. Okay, man, I've drank enough wine to stumble my words. One day, she straight-up texted me and started being kind of flirty, asking me what I do, complimenting my pics and stuff. All good. I didn't engage. I just tried to tone her down by telling her I had to go, and we can chat some other time. She then started sending me regular 10-second pics and vids on Instagram of herself with, what are you up to, or bobbing her head with music on the background. I knew where she was trying to get to, but I felt bad because I didn't want to put my sister in an uncomfortable position with her friend. She kept on doing that, and I eventually told her that I might be misinterpreting but her, but I'm too old for her. If her intentions was to get something out of it, she said that 16 is the legal age of consent in Spain. I hope you figured out where you're from. And that I shouldn't worry. I said that it is true, but still it is wrong and that it is fine to have a cool relationship with one of my sister's closest friends, but nothing more than an older brother type of relationship. She said it was cool, but she hasn't flipping stopped sending 
vids, pics, and texts. For the record, no nudity or anything obliviously, and I stopped checking the pics or even replying to most stuff, but she doesn't stop and says that she isn't being flirty or trying to seduce me and that she understands, but the 150% is I stopped posting training vids on Instagram because she'd reply to all of them with heart eyes and red cheeks emojis making me uncomfortable. What approach should I take to get this girl to focus on boys her age and leave me alone? All right. Um, look, buddy, here's the situation you're in. Um, I, when I was a senior in high school, um, I worked with, uh, I was working with like a, so basically in my high school, we had like a, it was like, it was like a student teacher type program, but I think it was called the A plus program where basically if you did it and did it right, you got, you could basically get community college for free. And then I didn't go to community college. So my parents, so it was probably a waste of time, but also, um, it was a credit to my high school. And I had fun doing it, so I can't, like, necessarily complain. Where basically, I was very good in with my uh, choir teacher, Rebecca Murphy. I think we're going to release a Shwedcast with her soon. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, no, it's like, I, like I said, you remember your good teachers. And you remember the good teachers, and you remember the bad teachers. So uh, she was a good teacher. And uh, she, obviously, when you're working on, like, a situation where it's like, you want a high school student being your assistant, uh, to a middle school student type of situation, uh, you're going to pick students you like. And I'm somehow figured that out and got her to like me. But, uh, no. And so like, you know, obviously all the girls in the eighth grade liked me. I was a senior in high school, almost in college. I was 18 years old. So any relationship I would have had with any of those students, uh, was illegal. And luckily for me, I didn't want any of those. So, uh, that's the situation. Um, with your situation, um, you're way older than I was and she is way too young for you. And so, um, actually, no, wait, you're, I think I saw in the notes, you are 18, she's 15. Okay. So obviously I think it age wise is not probably an issue. Um, but, uh, you're of legal age and she is not. So obviously I think your mindset on this is good. Um, Basically, um, you're gonna hurt her feelings, regardless of anything you try to do when you tell her, when you reject her. It's what it is. That's the way it is. Um, in regards to what, she's 15 and you're 18? Um, obviously, you see her, you, uh, you're a good guy because you obviously are not attracted to her. So, uh, no shame to you. Um, you're gonna hurt her feelings regardless of what. Whatever you do, whatever you do, you are going to hurt her feelings. And that's because she's 15 and uh, also a woman. But uh, the fact that you're a woman is beyond the point. So wait, hold on. I got the age. I think I'm looking at the wrong age. You're 23. She's 16. Um, yeah, that's still pretty wrong. Um, at the moment, I mean, obviously, you want to wait two years to get with her. I'm not suggesting anything here. Um, but anyways, yeah, you are, uh, I guess you feel like you're too old for it. I guess when I was 23, I, when I was 23, I was living in Nashville. So, uh, I'm just trying to think of here. Uh, I guess I remember a friend's 
friend who was who just graduated turning 18 and yeah i guess i thought that was wrong at the time um anyways yeah you think it's wrong uh she doesn't and that's a good thing you're in the good situation there um uh, you're gonna hurt her feelings and then uh you're gonna have to apologize that's the only situation that's gonna work in the world of uh my world that i've experienced in my life so um any rejection you give her is going to hurt her feelings, so at least be honest with it, and then go full throttle with uh, how you're going to hurt her feelings, and then apologize for how you hurt her feelings. Only way this is going to work out, I'm sorry, that doesn't, that just sounds fucking stupid when you say, you're going to hurt her feelings, and then you need to apologize for it. That's the only way this is going to work out, and uh, honestly, yeah, that's the only way it's going to actually work out in this situation. So, um... Obviously, you know I'm a fucking genius. Uh, that's the only way it's going to do. So uh, do that. Next question I got here. The kid I am online teaching took a screenshot of my boobs. Uh, you said the kid is 15. You are 18. All right. I identify with the kid, but I understand where you are coming from because I listen to women. Uh, if you don't know, if you take a screenshot on Skype, it'll send it on the chat area of the call, which means everyone on call can see it. My student, I'm assuming, didn't know that, and he took a screenshot of me while I was teaching. The screenshot uh, were when I was trying to fix the ring light behind the laptop to my chest was very close to the camera. I didn't intentionally put my chest out or anything and i happened to lean to the camera making my chest more closer like the screenshot was 80 percent boobs 20 percent neck slash shoulders then there was three of them do you i do i do something about this it's embarrassing and i want to just forget it but it makes me feel uncomfortable i'm slightly paranoid of students taking screenshots of me now and i don't know if it's a matter i shouldn't be concerned about or something i should just ignore as harmless uh what should i do um i'm gonna be honest it's probably pretty harmless uh he's 15 years old uh from what it looks like um he's thinking of being sneaky i mean obviously if you have like a supervisor or something like that that'd be the best person to tell if you really feel like you need to do something um but I'm going to give you my advice because my advice is the only one that matters. Um, you should start embarrassing him for doing that. Oh, I see you took a screenshot on my boobs and shit like that. Um, because when you're a 15-year-old boy, if you're caught masturbating, uh, that's the worst thing that can ever happen to you. I'm 27, and you know, someone's like, hey, did you masturbate today? I'm like, yeah, I probably did. Or shit like that. I just got to get a nut out and shit like that. So, like, when you're an older man, it's a big deal. Uh, you're 18, so you're still pretty young, so you may not know how gross men are and men may not know how gross you are so we're not gonna let you off the hook there but also when you're a 15 year old he probably thought he was being sneaky and be like i got a picture of the teacher's boobs and then like oh you got a picture of my boobs huh um are you gonna be masturbating there no i'm not gonna be masturbating later uh so 15 year old boys are very fragile so uh Take control of that situation. Embarrass the fuck out of him. I have some nephews. I plan to embarrass the fuck out of them if they ever talk back to me. 
uh, only if they talk back to me, not just out of nowhere, because that is good ammo. And if they're like, oh, are you masturbating too? I'm like, yeah, I masturbated earlier today. What the fuck do you want to know about it? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, obviously, obviously I know how you feel. Like, you probably feel like you use and shit like that. But you have to realize that it's your 15-year-old boys. So, you can take advantage of them. This is from an older person who has been around longer than they probably should have. All right, next question. How to be single. So, the big talk was had today, and we both decided to go our separate ways after seven years of living together. I'm sad, but not too sad. It's been a while in the making, so as a 26-year-old male living in the southwest United Kingdom, I haven't been single really in my adult life. Our lived, tr- our, our lived truly alone. Oh, no, sorry. Or live truly alone. Okay, there we go. That's fucking how you're supposed to write it. Uh, so what advice would you give? How do you make friends, given that most of my friends were our friends? Also, what's the best thing about being single in those of you who have been where I am? What do you wish you could tell yourself then? Okay. So it sounds like you've created... So okay, so you said seven years ago. It sounds like you created your identity around this woman. Which is wrong. You should never create your identity around a woman. You create your identity around yourself. So you fucked yourself when you went to the land. Um, so uh, you're going to have to figure out your own identity. And you're going to have to uh, go on a little bit soul searching, figure out who you are, who you are in life. You need to, f- at this point, I'm going to say, like, you probably need to figure out who you are without a fucking partner because. I'm, 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 I guess I'm on the end of, like, I've, you know, like, my relationships are not anything to celebrate. But at the same time, I know who the fuck I am. Like, I know who I would say, who sh- who is Shweezy? Who is this man who lives his life? Like, what do I do day to day? Who am I without a partner? Because I guess if you figure out who you are without a partner, that's how you kind of figure out who you are as a person. And so you got to figure that person out. I mean, obviously, seven years is a very fucking long time. Seven years from, I'm going to say 2021? Uh, 2014? Yeah, man. 2014. I was working on an album I didn't, I don't like now. <laughs> so, <coughs> who was I even, like, trying to talk to back then? Um, super Christian women who were obviously we all had like these idolizations of marriage who like is super fucking toxic um so yeah you're gonna have to figure out who you are you have to figure out who you are without a partner because i feel like you have to figure out i don't know i feel like with this idea some marriages and stuff like that is like oh we only our identities only work when we're together and then also like my and there's really good marriages that i really look up to and this idea of like uh, we're separate people, but uh, together we make each other better. And I like that idea. Um, so you said, yeah, you've been together for a while, bud. Um, how do you make friends? Um, honestly, I'll tell you how I make friends. I force myself into friendships. Uh, I'm just like, we're friends now. And uh, I'm going to force myself into everything you do. I say your friend's like, oh, we're having a party. I'm like, oh, um when is this at what time and shit like that so you can't have to force yourself into friendships a little bit 
That's what I do. But also at the same time, uh, you can't be fucking dumb. <laughs> so you have to be cool. So you got to learn how to be cool at the same time. So don't be a douche. Uh, be fun. Be be a fun hang at the same time. So since you have to make new friends, be a fun person to hang out with. Uh, so I'm definitely not giving the best advice on this, but uh, at the same time, figure out who you are and also be a fun hang. So those are two very conflicting facts. Um, I mean, there's pros and cons of being single. So it's with being single, it's, it's kind of like this idea of, uh, so here are the pros of being single. Here are the cons. And then there's pros and cons of being in a relationship. And then uh, everyone looks at it as the grass is always greener on the other side. And so, like, when you're single, you're like, oh, I wonder what it's like being in a relationship. And then when you're in a relationship, it's like, I wonder what it's like being single. But that has to be fun. And I have all my married friends hitting me up all the time. Like, I want to live vicariously through you. And, uh, I mean, I, I entertain them, but... Yeah, so, um, basically, um, when your question, how to be single, uh, learn how to be yourself and be yourself and don't let anyone else change you and, uh, force yourself into friendships because that's how friendships work. All right. Uh, advice on how to get rid of toxic behavior. All right. Am I qualified to answer this? No, but I'm going to answer it anyways. I have extremely low self-esteem and self-worth. I have experienced sexual assault as a child. It struggled with severe depression, which I feel like messed up the perception of myself real good. I have finally found someone who is good to me and loves me. He doesn't care about superficial things and takes the time to reassure me when I'm feeling insecure. But once in a while, even though I know it will only hurt me, I feel like I need to remind myself of my place. And I look at my boyfriend's beautiful model ex-girlfriend's Instagram, who happens to still be in love with my boyfriend. I put in the work to try and love myself more by reminding myself of things that I do like about myself every day. I read self-help books and listen to self-improvement podcasts. I even block the ex's account on Instagram and disable my Instagram account to stop myself from looking at content that is harmful for me. But for some reason, I feel the need to be reminded of my low worth and I go through all the trouble just so I can see pictures of this girl that doesn't really matter in the end. Every time I look at it, I go into a spiral and end up crying and having a flashback of everything I've been through. I know that this would be the result of going through these Instagram photos, but I do it anyways. I don't tell anyone about it because I'm ashamed and embarrassed. I feel like a crazy psycho girlfriend. I don't feel like anyone understands me. I feel like all the effort I'm putting in to be better is a waste because I can't shake the feeling that suffering and sadness is a place I'm familiar with. I feel like if I can be better understand why this happens, maybe I can un better understand myself and how to be better. Okay, so you're comparing yourself to your boyfriend's ex-girlfriend and uh, you feel low self-esteem. So... I'm going to tell you this from my point of view of someone who does have low self-esteem. 
Um, fake it. Fake the fuck out of it. Uh, pretend that he's with you because she fucking sucks. And that you are better than her because he is with you and he is not with her. And if he thought you were better than her, he would be with her. But he's not. He's with you. And that's a good thing. Uh, I mean, that's my thing. Um, if you still have problems with that, probably go to therapy. Um, something, I mean, obviously, I tell you, I'll tell you this. I have problems with my self-esteem. Like, I'm trying to lose weight and, uh, like, I lost a good ton of weight and then I gained some back. And I'm now trying to get back to at least a good shape. But, like, also the pandy is, like, killing on me. Obviously, I think you need to figure out at least some sort of um, situation. Maybe, like, he needs to reassure that he loves you and shit like that, that he chose you, not her. Because, obviously, his ex is a model. And, obviously, at least from what I know with yours, I haven't looked at a picture of you. So I can't judge, and obviously there's probably a good chance I looked at a picture of me. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Like, you look great. Like, I'm a Jordan. I'm going to assume 90% is that situation, like that you look great. And his ex is also looks great, but also is not as good as you. Because he chose you over her. Um, maybe just talk to him, be like, hey, I need a little bit more reassurance that you love me. Um, because I've looked at pictures of your ex and I feel that she is better looking than me and I'm having self-esteem problems. So maybe let's talk about that. If not, um, just hopefully realize if you can realize at least his like intentions and like, if he can confirm that he likes you more than her, that'll be good. All right. All right, this, man, this episode's been taking a lot out of me. Uh, intimacy beyond sex. I'm just curious on how you have practiced intimacy in your relationship besides sex and the typical cuddling and kissing. It's always nice to get some new ideas on how to further bond with your partner. Thank you in advance. <coughs> All right, um, intimacy beyond sex, so, um... Obviously, I mean, I guess for me, I'm a broken human. Uh, the idea of, like, if you have a problem, at least, I mean, not a problem with her necessarily, but, like, just kind of, like, a problem with your life and, like, you, like, think of all these, like, psychological problems and, like, stuff like that. Like, you tell her, I'm like, this is a problem I have. And, like, you know, I think about this all the time and shit like that. And instead of her, like, backing away from you, like, I've had with a lot of toxic people... Her just being like, okay, I understand that you have this problem, um, possibly a red flag to me, but at the same time, you identify it as uh, a problem for you and a problem that you're not going to lay upon me in regards to a problem. Like, that's decently good. So, like, there's, you know, obviously you have your problems in life and someone, basically you find someone like you go against like, hey, here's a problem I have and you tell them your problem it's a red flag but you're also at the same time is at the same time it's just saying like i'm dealing with this on my own this is not your problem this is my problem 
I think that's the idea of like you want to be vulnerable with someone. And I guess as men, because women are like, oh, men should cry and men men should be more emotional with women. And then like they do, and then women like will freak out and do like and then like break up and do all this toxic fucking goddamn shit with men. And it's just fucking uh, it's just fucking annoying to me that they do this. And so and I don't know. I just get the I hate the idea of the fake woke woman. It was like, oh, my man wears nail polish and eyeliner. And like, there's like, oh, my man is like Harry Styles. And then your actual man does shit like Harry Styles does. And you're like, oh, I'm unattracted to you right now. Just fuck you. So that's the problem. Like men are so accustomed to being not emotional when we are emotional. And women are not attracted to that shit. So um, you're going to have to... Get used to being unattracted to your man. Uh, so that's what intimacy is, and that's the way it is. So, all right. I got a couple more questions left. How do I make it clear to a girl I don't like her? So I was talking to this girl that I'm really good friends with, and I said some stuff which I shouldn't have said that made her think I'm romantically interested in her. I wasn't flirting with her, but uh, how do I make clear I'm not interested? Um, all right, so uh, if so, you're in the idea of like she thinks you're romantically interested in her. Um, so don't make any more accusations that you're romantically interested in her. However, if she's romantically interested in you, uh, make it clear that you're not into her. Uh, a lot of women have done that to me. And I think that uh, I've got the message when they did that, and uh, you will too. So uh, if you, if she keeps trying to hit you up, basically tell her be gone thought, because that's the only response that you should give. So just tell her to be gone thought, and uh, she will be gone. Because if she doesn't gone, she's messed up. All right, looks like we only got two more questions here, so we're almost done with this. Uh, my girlfriend looks too much like a child, and it's freaking me out. Do I talk to her about it or leave it alone? We've been dating for two years. She's always had a baby face, but she still looked like a woman. This is not to body shame her, but you'll see what I mean soon. She has lost so much weight, and this combined with her face makes it makes with this combined with her face makes her look like a literal child her body is now so frail and looks different to her previous self even her personality she has become more childish which isn't a problem in itself if she didn't look so young now honestly it makes me feel sort of predatory there is nothing i'm attracted to anymore but i still love her and i don't want to throw out our relationship i also don't want to hurt her feelings is there even any way i can talk to her about this or do i just keep my mouth shut um buddy um the obviously idea of you think you're girlfriend looks like a child yeah you're gonna shut the fuck up about that do not bring that shit up that is a fight waiting to happen but also there's also this idea that she may have an eating disorder 
or some sort of like disorder, eating, weight, some shit. Like, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I fucking have a music degree. There's some sort of disorder with her in regards to that. That could be a problem. I honestly, as a human being, I don't know the best way to support at least an eating disorder of the under eating and not eating. Uh, so I can't, I wish I could give you more advice on that, but honestly, I feel like if I tried to do something, I obviously know there's shit like shouldn't do, but I know what you need to do to like gain the weight back. But this is like the psychological side of that where I don't know how to like properly talk to someone be like, Hey, eat this, eat that. Like, can you eat this? Good. Uh, just just keep eating that. Like, eat this whole basket of bread if you're into it. Because, like, your idea is, like, don't eat that, don't eat that. It, eating disorders are weird. I mean, I probably have, like, some of the overeating disorder, I'm willing to admit. Like, I have the, or at least the overeating. And I'm working on that. I've been working on that for a while now because I could just eat nonstop forever. Uh, but she may have the undereating, and I know it's just, that's difficult. So, if you could figure out if she has an eating disorder, you got to find help in the proper terminal for that. Only way to say. But uh, in regards to, uh, yeah, she looks underage to me. Uh, you can shut the fuck up about that um, because uh, if she, as long as she's actually overage, you shouldn't have a problem. So the eating disorder sounds a lot worse than your fucking problem, bitch. All right. Last question. We've been on this show for way too long. My boyfriend... I can't believe I saved this for last. I can't believe I fucking did this. My boyfriend needs to pee in every room of our apartment every week to feel secure. I'm not mentally stable for this. All right, let's persist. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years, and we plan to move in together about a year back, but because of COVID, everything got pushed, so we didn't. But luckily for us, we ended up being able to buy an apartment instead of renting, and now we've settled in a four-bedroom apartment that is in an amazing location, close enough to my family and his. So we're almost done with renovations, and two days ago, after work, I decided to pop in to check on how it's going because my boyfriend told me the construction guys who are his friends, something like ex-classmates, would be there, and I thought I could give them some drinks and dinner. But when I arrive, the house is really quiet, and I see my boyfriend's shoes near the front door and his jacket on the island table. I called for him, but he didn't answer, so I walked in and found one of the room doors, the master bedroom, closed. I opened it, and I was so shocked to find my boyfriend peeing into a pot at the corner of the room. I was so startled. I yelped, and he, he turns around and pisses on our beds in the process. At this point, I'm so confused, but, uh... 
finding it quite funny, and so I started laughing, thinking it was a joke or something. I don't know, but later on during dinner, he sits me down and tells me that he and his brother had a tradition whenever they went to hotels or moved houses to pee into a pot together just for good luck. At first and now, it makes him feel secure, which, okay, good for him. I thought it was just going to be a one-time thing and was going to laugh and move past it, but then... He told me he had to do it once a week. I obviously was shocked because I've never lived with him. And honestly, this weirds me out so much. We've been dating for three years, and so I don't want to break up. But I don't know if I can deal with the thought of my boyfriend slash future husband needs to take a piss in a pot every week in every room of the house. What do I do? Please help. Okay. What the hell did I just fucking read? Um, this is a red flag. Uh, tell him to stop this shit. You shouldn't deal with this shit. You shouldn't be someone who has to deal with this. This is weird. He shouldn't, we, we, someone should be able to educate him. Um, if he's... To ride or die for you, obviously, ride or die is out now on all your streaming platforms. Um, embarrass him in front of his friends because this is a stupid fucking thing he should do. Every week he has to do this. Every week. It's okay as a one-time thing, but if he's doing this multiple times, all the time, you shouldn't have to deal with this. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to deal with this. This is a red flag. A man pissing in every room in the house once a week, you shouldn't deal with. I I understand how you did not catch this before you became a ride or die, obviously, out now on all your streaming platforms, but you need to teach him to not do this. This is stupid. Do not let him do this anymore. Uh, tell him you have to understand how this is weird. I don't care if you have an agreement with your brother. This should be weird, and I will tell all my friends if you don't stop this. And that's how I solved that problem. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Shweezy. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the shortcast at gmail.com. We have a new one eventually, but it should all be forwarded if you're listening to this in the present and not the past. Um, my new EP, Ride or Die, out now. Go check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music from. And uh, like, subscribe on Twitch. If you already have an Amazon Prime account, you can just combine the two and make your lives a lot better and support me and make sure Jeff Bezos doesn't get an extra $5 a month. And if you want to be a full throttle supporter, go check us out on Patreon. $5 a month, you get ad-free episodes of this show and all of the Shoozy Podcast Universe shows. So... Nevertheless, I'll persist, and that's the way it is. So take it easy, everyone, and uh, take it easy.
hashtag pray for Micah. Hey, you, you just finished a full episode of the Schwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Schwegcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.